2: Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings. We've made it to the finish line, week 17, DraftKings picks and preview, potentially the most profitable week of the year if you are paying far more attention Than everybody else. It's a lot like some of these preseason DraftKings contests where the people with the most information tend to do the best by the end of it. So, we're going to try to help you out the most we can to navigate, although we're still a couple days out. But if you're really serious about hammering down this week, you might want to be paying attention all the way up until Sunday morning to really see who's in, who's out, and who might get pulled halfway through a game because that is really important to actually successfully navigating the streets of week 17 this time around. If you want to use the updated optimizer, the projections, the ownership projections. They come in handy beaucoup this time of year. FTNDaily.com Code Mayo, get you a discount. It's already heavily discounted, and that will take you all the way through the playoffs as well, because we're still going to be doing our DraftKings shows all the way through the playoffs. Golf returns next week, betting and gambling, along with football, side by side. It's an exciting time at the Pat Mayo Experience. I want to give a special shout out to everyone who has watched this year. We've produced one, or sorry, four hundred and two shows in 2021 that's down three from 2019 so you know sports did go away for like two and a half months so we tried to make it as good as possible for everyone so please subscribe to mayo media network help us out that way on youtube smash the like button to the channel and as always if you want your week 17 rankings updated to the moment go to theathletic.com and read the work of jake Seely. what's going on my man
3: What's going on? Yeah. It's twofold. Is one is I have to keep updating daily throughout the day this week more than I've ever done because it's oh this person's not playing. Oh, this person's likely not playing. This person's resting. This person. But the good side of it, Pat, is because it's week 17. I'm not really doing projections because I don't have. I don't want to spend my entire week doing projections. I'm doing what you do, which makes the rankings a lot easier. I just go, you know what? No Dalvin Cook. Where would I play Alexander Madison? I'm gonna go. I would play him here, and that's where I stop. So it's it's actually a lot easier this week.
2: Hey, what you're saying is that the way that I do my rankings in a time-consuming fashion is just much easier and much quicker. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes, Shocking. I'm saying it's, it's much easier and much quicker.
2: <laughs> that's just the best way to do it. Although that is how I actually play fantasy football, though. Like, I look at my lineup, and I'm like, would I play that guy or that guy? Oh, I play that guy. I think I feel like in my rankings, I would have that guy over that guy. That's just, that, that's just me, though. I know that's not how some people do their rankings, and I always find it strange.
3: I mean, there's truth behind it. I tell you this all the time, that I start with projections, And then I adjust them for my knowledge or for my feel and stuff like that. Like we talk about a lot on your ranking show throughout the years. Like, hey, this team gets destroyed by slot wide receivers. Well, the projections might spit out this. But when we talk and I already know that or you tell me that and I haven't looked it up yet. And I go back and I was like, you know what? This is more a game for the slot wide receiver. I'm going to move him up and I'm going to move the outside wide receiver down. So I tinker with it after the fact. But if I just did what you did, it would be a hell of a lot easier. And honestly, I tell you that all the time your way is not wrong at all uh, if you're somebody's going to ask you who do i start and you're saying this is what i would do with my team then your rankings are your rankings 100 like legitimately your rankings
2: yes that way and they come out way before everyone else's too that way no one can accuse me of stealing their rankings because who would ever <laughs> steal <laughs> rankings that bad i saw you came inside the top 10 for defenses for the year again uh yes. a fantasy pro so congratulations
3: well, congratulations to us. We were eighth. I'm actually a little bit disappointed that we didn't back to back number one to defenses. That's a little bit. But for everybody out there, uh, like the, the the difference between let alone one and eight and for the entire season. So for the real peak behind the scenes, by the way, is like if you finish number like if you have the number one defense and they finish number one, it's a zero difference. But if they rank number two, well, what's the point difference between number one and number two? And that's how they add up points. So you can see it adds up very quickly. Like the number one player for the week is still off by almost a thousand fantasy points for the week. At the end of the season, it's like a 14,000 point gap. So the difference between one and eighth is like 10 points, if that. So even the difference between first and 40th, where I finished this year overall, is like 200 points over the the course of the entire season so it's not as big as some people might make it out to be. but to still be inside the top 10 is we keep we're doing we're doing a great job with these defenses
2: it's it's the only thing I can figure out I I used to if there's one thing I mean people should never adopt anything I do actually except for defenses I feel like I've been on this one for years
3: (laughs) and bet futures in golf
2: yeah well the last year was good for a while then it got bad oh speaking of golf the giant one and done is now open it's almost like it's over half full and still doesn't start for another two weeks if anyone out there like on a very rudimentary level even if you don't give a shit about golf but you want to get in on something that's fun played it the the giant one and done it's 100 bucks to play for the year and it starts the second week of january i'll put the link down in the description you can go to fan golf champion fantasy golf championships like I said, it's a hundred dollars but you pick one golfer a week after you pick that player. You can't use them anymore for the rest of the season. It, it, it's like 30k to the first place. It's gonna be awesome.
3: That's yeah. I played it the one year. Uh, I think that Esser did it. I was doing oh yeah, what Esther was doing it, and I was doing okay. And then I forgot two weeks in a row and I'm like, well, I'm toast.
2: (laughs) Well, that's that's really the good thing about this one, because we partnered up with a like a legit company. So it's like a legal contest. It's not like someone running it on an Excel sheet. So it has like real time scoring. But you can set yourself up that if you want push notifications to your email or like a text message, like the day before to remind you to do it with a link to your team to make the pick, you can sign up for that, too. So it just makes it super easy. You'll never forget.
3: Oh, that, that's actually super nice. And then probably a lot of less work for somebody like Esther to <laughs> run by somebody else as well.
2: Yeah, like it's a, it, it, more, most definitely when it comes down to it. So it's a 100 bucks to play. Like I said, I'll throw the link in the description if you want to play. Uh, FantasyGolfChampionships.com. Let's jump into this. Running back this week. Hmm. Feels like it's the easiest running back of the week on DraftKings, of the year on DraftKings, because, I mean, you can just kind of go to it right now. Like, if you want to spend up at receiver, because you know that these guys are going to play and this and that. Like, I, I don't know if Malcolm Brown's actually going to play or not, but if he does play, it doesn't look like Cam Akers is playing or Daryl Henderson. Darryl he's definitely Henderson. not going to play. He's 4,300 bucks. Uh, Frank Gore's not playing. Ty Johnson was awesome last time that Frank Gore wasn't around. He's playing the Patriots, who can't stop the run. He's 4,300 bucks yep david johnson like they're gung to play he's 6800 bucks he's been fantastic you can play david montgomery although he's expensive like who else is cheap down here uh let's see yeah, jk
3: dobbins is reasonable even though gus edwards is probably going to take the goal line yeah i mean um, D- i mean our guy the o-dog oh, jeff o- Dog. W- Je- jeff wilson oh oh google the yeah, goon yeah the yeah, goon he's the he's, goon. 4,
2: he's 4 bucks in this matchup like he played so many i was stunned at how many carries he got last week
3: I was too. And the fact it wasn't just how many carries, the fact that a Zigbo got one in that game. So that's on top. But Jeff Wilson's still 6,000. And at this point, you, there's nobody else that he really uses in that backfield. So I know people are scared. And of course, it's the Seahawks. So people, again, but 6,000 for Jeff Wilson. There are a lot of options. I will say, if you want to, I'll get your opinion on this, Pat. Like when I was building a few of my lineups this week, what went into my head was I might try to go heavier at running back for two reasons. Is one is, and I'm not talking about necessarily like Henry and Montgomery, like maybe a Henry and a Jonathan Taylor, which isn't that big of a difference, but maybe David Johnson, Jeff Wilson, or Kamara and one of those guys. So still 6,000 plus for the second guy, but one of the 9,000s because there's two situations here. Is one is, you're not taking the chance on the guy of like a Giovanni Bernard. Like, okay, he looked good recently, but his first couple games replacing Joe Mixon was trash. Or even better, Devontae Booker when he replaced Joe, Josh Jacobs. It was trash. He didn't pay off despite being a bottom low price. So maybe the Malcolm Brown situation goes sideways. So you're not dealing with a question mark situation at running back. And then the second part is you differ, You automatically differentiate your lineup because there are so many savings that people are probably going to shy away from Kamara and Henry as a whole to, to begin with.
2: That is the key point here, that if, it, if there was a week to pay up at running back and you wouldn't get a lot of ownership along with it, at least what I'm seeing right now, that doesn't mean that people aren't going to, because the Titans have to win this game. The Saints are playing for the number one one seed that you figure these guys get fed the entire game and chimera has you know one of the best matchups you can have at carolina especially coming off that game that he had i just don't think that people are going to double down on the cheap running backs and i think that might be the way to play it because honest to god like when i'm looking at the best value points per dollar of the week ty johnson is number one uh in the optimizer right now and i would agree with that like that last time we didn't see frank gore it was all ty johnson and he gets involved in the passing game which no other jets running back does
3: yeah and the only concern obviously is the p ryan involvement but no, isn't in he
2: first game didn't p ryan get covid isn't he out
3: oh is he now on covid no i thought he was fu- he was back last week did he, he was, get hit I've... with the COVID this week
2: i thought he did but maybe i'm wrong. maybe <laughs> and I... that's
3: what i'm saying it's like it's it's day by day it's all new and you guys saw this ryan fitzpatrick today yeah just de- 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 de-
2: december 30th is out for week 17 because he got covid
3: oh so. So be P- Oh, good. Well, there's one I got to update to my rankings now, too. So there. So now. OK, so it's Josh Adams. Oh, yeah. Go Ty Johnson. Absolutely. And the one thing about the Patriots this year, I will say this does concern me slightly. So I was, I had somebody ask me in the seasonal rankings last week. I said, I actually have both bills running backs. Which would you start? And I said, Zach Moss. And it was no, it, it was you. Ha- he had to start one. It was Zach Moss. And it hit because of this reason. The Patriots are weak against the run, but they're still strong against pass-catching running backs. They're, they're weak against in-between the tackles, and that's why I said Zach Moss, and he had a great game because he got the 60-or-something yards and a touchdown. I wasn't even expecting him to be that good, but that's my only hesitation with Ty Johnson is what if, because of the matchup, they do give Adams 12 carries or something like that because he's better between the tackles. But on the flip side, as you said, the, the usage to the date, looks like ty johnson i just that's the only concern i have
2: but I, I understand that point but once again when ty johnson was given the opportunity to be the lead ball handler in this backfield he was just playing all three downs and then adams would come in a little bit later and he would spell him that adams might right. get himself to like eight nine carries potentially but i still think that means like 15 to 20 for johnson which is so huge
3: yeah, absolutely. Oh, uh, I think that the real really comes down to is in this price range, and I can't believe it was. We don't ever talk this much about this price range. Well, you and I don't ever talk this the first one all year. I should well, say. Well, well, well we're Pol- now at the point Holcomb. of the
2: year where we stopped doing ranking shows, and now we're just yes seamlessly transitioning into DraftKings shows.
3: It's very easy. I think the Malcolm Brown, I feel better about just because he legitimately has nobody else. Like I forget who did I. Who did they add? Was it from the practice squad, or did they have somebody active last week that's behind Malcolm Brown for the Rams? I, I forget the guy's name. I totally. I know. The guy's I have to name. look. Oh it, no, it's Raymond Calais. It's a pass catcher, pass catcher that they drafted, or I uh, know that Tampa Bay drafted him, undrafted, I think actually. And let me find. Cut well, him let me
2: find the guy's name. I can find it.
3: I just told you, Raymond Calais.
2: No, I believe that there's someone else, isn't
3: there? Uh, Xavier Jones.
2: Yes, that's exactly who it was.
3: Is, is, is Xavier Jones supposed to be the next I,
2: I think that he just might play. <laughs> <laughs>
3: so, in any case, I don't think either of them are a significant threat to Malcolm Brown's touches. So, I think both of them are in play, obviously, at 4,300. As I, you said, you could double down.
2: I, I would rather play Ty Johnson. I'll probably just straight up fade Malcolm Brown. Like, I don't trust this offense whatsoever. Uh, like, there's no Cooper Cup. Obviously, like, Goof isn't playing, but... I don't think that's a huge deal when it comes down to it, but still, it's that's, you know, it's a no, backup. that's what I'm saying. It's a, back, it's, a, it's a backup quarterback coming in. That, and it's a projected point total of 39 right now. Like, it just doesn't seem like a game where there's going to be a lot of fantasy points.
3: Well, I think part of that is the Wolford effect. Uh, So I went back and looked at Wolford because I was looking at his AAF stats because, you know, I was going back and looking, and he led the league for what that ever means in touchdowns, passing for there, but they played eight games. He was averaging about 220 yards a game. Uh, But the one thing is if you go back to 2019 preseason, he looked decent. Now, he didn't look amazing, and it is preseason. You're playing against second-string, third-string teams are trying to figure out their defense, make changes, and I'm not putting a lot of weight into the preseason. I'm going back to what you said. I don't know if it's that big of a drop-off as people are making it out to be as because you know how my feelings of golf and I think McVeigh got the best that he could out of golf and McVeigh might get the best he can out of Wolford. It might not be a significant downgrade where... Malcolm Brown can still be a steady presence. If you're only going to pick one, I'm with you. and would be Johnson.
2: You can really pick and choose the games that you want to tackle this week. There are 15 games on the main slate. It's the largest slate of the year. So you really don't have to drag yourself into a situation. That's really going to disperse ownership, too, just with more and more players. I believe last week it was a 10-game slate or a 9-game slate. You You add... Yeah. six more games or five more games to it, then all of a sudden uh, it's hard to concentrate ownership all into one place. Like, I think from the very top end, I would prefer Camara. Now, I'd probably prefer Henry, to tell you the truth, over Camara in this spot, but I think they're just too... They're too expensive for what you need to do this week. Like, I don't think that you... Montgomery, I would project to probably be the highest owned, but I saw that there's a bunch of Pittsburgh starters that are out right now. But like you said, Taylor and Montgomery are probably like your two safest plays. I like David Johnson, even against Tennessee. Uh, if Duke Johnson continues to sit, if Duke Johnson's back, there's no way in hell I'm paying 6,800 bucks for David Johnson. <laughs> but I think you hit on the name that I like the best, either Madison or Jeff Wilson, I, I think are the two plays here.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm completely off, Madison. Uh, maybe it hits, maybe it doesn't. He disappointed earlier this year when he stepped in, and of course it was the Falcons' defense, which is better against the run than people realized for most of the year. And it's not that they were amazing against the run; it's just that they were solid against the run this year. And their pass defense is so piss poor. There was know. hold on. To there was also a, there
2: was also a game flow issue in that game too. They fell behind by a whole bunch, and Minnesota had to come back, so they just went to the air. Right,
3: sure. But the other thing too is this will be Madison's first game back and they've been running Amir Abdul out there and you still have Mike Boone might get in there and might get involved at the goal line or whatever it might be. I just think if it wasn't for the fact that it's also Madison's first game back, I'm completely, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I'm completely off. I'm completely off of Madison. I, I have a very high ownership of Jeff Wilson. I will go down with the Shanahan ship, unfortunately.
2: Yeah so wilson taylor montgomery i like ty johnson like i said at the very bottom i think that he's an easy plug-in uh, at that level and jeff wilson at six thousand, is just such a good price uh and that's even our exactly. guy the, the goon dare at 45 like that that's hard to pass up to tell you the truth
3: isn't it dare by the way i think or is, so. are people it, just it, wanting it to be
2: i, I think it is dare but um i'm gonna say <laughs> dare
3: Wait, like, wait. So now you've called them. The, I thought you were sticking with the goons. So I was going the with goons the goon, but I,
2: I do like Dare as like the anti-drug program.
3: <laughs> did you go through that in high school? I did, <laughs> no. or no, it was middle school.
2: No, I think it's in America. Oh, I did.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, well, my school did. We did in middle school. I actually do remember that. The D period A. Yeah. So yeah. How, have we met? Have we skipped over anybody else that I think? Well, like, you, have, like, you, have,
2: like, Aaron, with- you have Aaron Jones at $7,100. People are terrified because what A.J. Dillon last week, Jamal Williams, could be back this time around, uh, that I don't think a lot of people will use him.
3: So Aaron Jones, you know how I feel about Aaron Jones when we do our seasonal rankings. He is the Amari Cooper of running backs. I wish, I don't know how many times I have to say this, and I have to keep saying it because people think I hate Aaron Jones. I love the guy. I love his per-touch efficiency. I hate the Packers I hate that he's on the Packers put him on another team get rid of Jamal Williams get rid of AJ Dillon just get rid of other options and he would be a top five running back but he's Amari Cooper because one week he's top five the next week he's 25 just because they will not give him a full week in and week out bell cow scenario so in DFS I am always more interested in Aaron Jones than I am in seasonal and because of what you said because Jamal Williams is coming back because AJ Dillon just did what he did and now it's because it's a worse matchup this week People are off him. So this is where he comes interesting to me. The one I was going to say a little bit lower, that wasn't the name I was going to bring up. I was going to bring up Josh Jacobs. I'm worried about the Raiders in general because Derek Carr has been banged up and missed time. And I know he's practicing a full. Same for Josh Jacobs, but they've both been banged up and missed time. If they tweak anything early in this game, they're done. They, that, that's, those are the teams with nothing to play for where you have injuries coming in or players like Austin Eckler. I'm legitimately concerned. Austin Eckler doesn't play the full game. Like Those kind of players I would stay away from.
2: I guess the best value that we just haven't talked about is our guy, hot Rodney, Rodney Smith on the Panthers, (laughs) $4,000, no McCaffrey, no Mike Davis. It's against the saints. But if this is someone who's going to get run out there for 80% of the snaps and it's not like Carolina has anything to play for, like they're just going to play all their guys. Like it's a normal game anyway, that that's another place where you can go for the savings. That's why I'm having problems. Like I'll probably pay up once at running back and do a double pay down and that way I can really fit in the studs at the other position I want. That's probably gonna be a very common theme this week. Uh, but at the same time, like <laughs> I if was you gonna say. But like if I just don't use Malcolm Brown per se, and I think that he'll probably be the highest owned of these guys and fade something like the Kansas City situation where, you know, no uh, Edwards-Alaire, no Le'Veon Bell, but is it really going to be Daryl Williams or does he end up getting yanked at some point? Do we trust this offense? Is it Darwin Thompson or is it someone we don't even know about yet? Or is this offense going to be any good? I'll just stay away from... Any situation where I don't... And it's not like I know what's happening in the Jets' backfield or I know what's happening in the Panthers' backfield. I just feel like I have a better grasp that one of them is not going to get randomly yanked from the game because the score is weird.
3: Right. And I think that for everything we're talking about right now, if you're playing the cash games, this is the easy answer. Avoid all these scenarios because people are still going to try to get the savings in cash games where – you just doubled down with the Jonathan Taylor, even David Montgomery, but Jonathan Taylor, Jeff Wilson, Montgomery, Jeff Wilson. Uh, you mentioned a couple others. Even Zeke against the Giants. Yeah, You sprinkled a couple. Pass. Yeah, see, I, I that week off refreshed. him, and it's the Giants. It's the Giants. Zeke always, it's Giants and Zeke. Please, yes, I I know you say pass, but I'll take him. Um, I, did, I, maybe I, he's I a just better I, tournament play for that reason.
2: I, I maybe he is. I just don't like the price at sixty four hundred dollars. Like I'd legit rather play. I'm, you should have seen the pushback in my week sixteen rankings when I had Jeff Wilson ranked like number nine or something like that at running back. It's like he's the <laughs> only guy. Like what, what are we doing here? This is this is the move. I
3: I, <laughs> I think I had him at twelve or thirteen, and I got pushed back too. And now this week, because of all the scenarios, he is I think eight or nine. And same thing. People are like, really? We're doing like, what do you mean? Really? He just proved why really. And now we're doing it again this week with all the question marks. But anyway, to go back to what I was saying, if you're playing cash this week, I think the better strategy is to go with two of these 6,000, 7,000 guys at running back. Avoid all these potential landmines, avoid the potential the fill-in running back disappoints like a Madison or a Booker. Uh, the fill-in isn't the real fill-in and it's somebody else. Like, the, Just avoid these potential landmines and you're still okay.
2: I think that the difference between the Madisons and the Bookers of the world and why, I mean, in retrospect, they were bad plays because they were bad those weeks, but the idea going into it is they weren't $4,000. They weren't $4,300. Sure. Like Using sure. Ty Johnson or Hot Rodney allows you to save all the money to Pay up at the other positions where those guys really didn't. Like I think Madison was like six thousand bucks and Booker was like fifty-six. Like there were good values if they had played well, but it's not like they were saving you all the salary in the world where these guys do.
3: So then two questions. I assume do you feel that way about Kenyon Drake at fifty four hundred, even if there's no Edmonds? <laughs> Chewing on that one,
2: I'm trying to think. Like, I, I understand the play. I think I'd rather save the thousand dollars and pay down to Ty Johnson. I would.
3: Okay, so that's I, I, that's why I threw it out to you is because he's sitting there and Edmonds is missing practice again. Put it put it this uh, way: the, the other I, one,
2: if if it was the, but if we just say like right at fifty four hundred dollars, like if it's Gio Bernard and Kenyon Drake, like that's you have fifty four average remaining salary left for a running back and a flex or something like that. And I don't. We'll talk about receivers in a second, but. If it was Gio Bernard and Kenyon Drake, and those are the two guys that I could play this week, or I could pay down for Rodney Smith or Ty Johnson and get up to Jeff Wilson at 6000 that's the route that I would prefer to take in the circumstance.
3: Okay. Uh, yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. So to go a little bit higher than the 6000 the one name we completely skipped over. DeAndre Smith? And left. I just, I'm only bring no, um, two more hundred dollars. 200, two more hundred, two hundred (laughs) dollars. Uh,
2: the gas can,
3: (laughs) yes. I I just only because I know a lot of people are going to be asking what you guys didn't mention. Miles Gaskin and the Bills defense has been susceptible the entire year. We have the news no Fitzpatrick and it's Tua. Are you in on Gaskin against the Bills?
2: Uh, no, I just. That entire price Price. range, like if, and I like Gaskin fine, like if it was a season long league, I'm just trying to think of where I'd have him ranked, I'd probably have him ranked to like 11 or something like that, I think he's a fine play, I like him better than Dobbins at $200 more, but... I have him at 12. <laughs> if there's no if there's no Good Duke goal. Johnson, I would prefer spending the extra 300 on David Johnson. I just objectively prefer Jeff Wilson, who's cheaper anyway. And I'd probably still roll the dice on Madison uh, at 6,100 against the Lions, just in case he's the guy. That is a defense that you can absolutely trample. And the Bills defense has been a lot better like the past three, four weeks, ever since they got their linebackers back, even against the run
3: sure uh what about i'll give you one more name we haven't mentioned because he disappointed last week and this is something i just do personally it's not just seasons in the season to take the people that burn or the players that burn people because those are where you find the trash values i call them dumpster diving whatever you want to be everybody was on him last week as a top 10 12 rb1 play disappointed melvin gordon if there's no philip Lindsay again once again, he's, the Drake situation.
2: He, he, he's just in that price range where I would just prefer to pay down. I see no real difference. Agreed. I see mm-hmm. no real difference between him and the guys that are a thousand dollars cheaper.
3: So to go back to what you said, I could completely agree. This whole five fifty well, Wayne Gallm is just out altogether. I'm not even <laughs> screwing around with that. Yeah, like but if, basically this if, mid if, mid if, upper five thousand dollars, just stay away from it.
2: I, I'm just I'm scrolling through the five thousand dollars right now. Is there any five thousand dollar running back that I would actually play? Hunt, no, Pollard, no, Jones, no, Fournette, no. Le'Veon Bell, obviously not. Melvin Gordon, no, Latavius. Unless Camaro somehow is out for this game, then I would be playing all of Latavius Murray. Uh Geo, no, Drake, no. What if
3: what if we get a what if we get a game day uh healthy and active of Fournette again? No,
2: not, to not, not even though, like wh- who would you prefer to play? Would you rather play Ronald Jones at 59 or Jeff Wilson at 6,000?
3: Oh, Jeff Wilson. No, no question. I just, again, throwing it out there for conversation. I like, I think the answer is what we've already said. There's zero, there's nobody in this $5,000 range that we, either you or I, I mean, somebody out there listening about, like, ah, you're crazy, but nobody here, even because to go back to it, the best one in this range is Kenyon Drake with no chase Edmonds. But to go back to your point, why not just save the eleven hundred dollars? Like it's just it doesn't feel like a necessary play.
2: True. And listen, Drake could score three touchdowns in this game and he can absolutely break the slate. That's not what I that that's I for the viewers. That's not the point that we're trying to make. It's just when you assess these two options side by side, you have this one that's fourteen hundred dollars more versus basically the same guy who's fourteen hundred dollars less. Give me the cheaper guy because <laughs> I'd rather pay up for Devontae Adams, you know what I mean? <laughs> Did you ever
3: yeah? Did you? I do have, by the way, Aaron. The one lineup I pulled up for doing this show, I have Aaron Rodgers and Devante Adams. And the interesting thing about it is because Aaron Rodgers isn't even that expensive, but when you add a seven thousand plus, and then Adams at ninety two hundred, the rest of my lineup, my most expensive player is low six thousand. It's just you. You really now I can now, swap. Could you double pay down? At, out?
2: Could you double pay down at running back?
3: I could I could save fifteen hundred dollars out of my flex and move back up to get a seventy four hundred dollar wide receiver from where I'm at right now. So or, yeah, you could or, definitely or do that. Or you just could
2: be- just not pay for Kittle. You could play pay for Tunyon instead and do a triple stack.
3: Yes. So and this then, was and then you, so then then you can this, get
2: Montgomery to bring back, and all of a sudden you're looking hot.
3: That's actually exactly a lineup I did already. Uh, so well, one of the things that this is the lineup I pulled up was the one I so I do a show as I mentioned with Hulk on Monday. I always leave that lineup just for fun, even though it doesn't make sense to have Kittle. You Your lineup makes more sense, and that's what I did on another lineup is I have Tunyon. I actually brought it back with Allen Robinson in that game on the passing side of it, uh, but you bring it back anyway. Like It, it makes no sense to play Kittle here. I, we were just building a lineup, and I always leave it there just for fun to see like what does my first lineup always look like. And It's, it's always a cash lineup, and it usually cashes out, but as you mentioned, that doesn't make sense the way I, I have it played right now.
2: I don't think I'm going to be alone at wide receiver, but the two best, best values that stick out to me are actually Devontae Adams and Marvin Jones. Those two. Just get those get those guys yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Just, Just find a way to smash them in there.
2: Yeah. And Marvin Jones isn't even I expensive. Think, He's
3: $5,100. I know. The, the fi- See, that's the difference. Is the 5K range for wide receiver, there are a lot of options. I actually started one lineup at wide receiver, and I pulled out three guys because, like, ooh, wait. No, I kind of like, oh, wait, no, kind of like this guy. <laughs> like, There's a lot of options I'm enjoying this week, and I don't even care about going right back. So I, I you know this, Pat. There's two perceptions that people will have out there is to go back to the burn thing. You'll have people that won't go back to a player that just burned them the very next week, and you also have people that don't go back to a player that just hit because you're like, oh, you know, what are the odds that he hits 20 points two weeks in a row? And I bring that up to say I have no problem going back to Jamison Crowder. I, I think. Jamison Crowder, time and again, is the number one wide receiver. Yes, there are some games where he doesn't hit, and no, I don't expect him to throw for a touchdown. But at 5,000, Jamison Crowder against the Patriots. The Jets have proven that they're just going to keep trying to play and do stupid things as miss out on Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Jamison Crowder, you I, I think I'm just a stand for Jamison Crowder. Hey, that's twice this year I said stand to you. Yeah, I know. You hate and,
2: me for it. and you know how much I really dislike that term. I do like Jamison Crowder. <laughs> I would much prefer to have Marvin Jones at 51
3: see it but i have them both so that's that's really that, really that, that could work to. but i want to
2: play ty johnson so i don't okay, think so, that, uh, ty, ty uh, johnson and jameson crowder don't super correlate all that well not that you have no, to don't. correlate your lineups but you know that's a that's a no well, that there was
3: that down. one lineup a few weeks ago remember I, I, it was the millionaire maker wasn't it we're the one where he didn't bring back anybody on the other side of the passing game he had a defense going against his running back or no he had running back going against running back and then a defense facing one of his wide receivers and then didn't bring back his wide receivers on his quarterback. Remember seeing that? It was a few weeks ago. I
2: I do, and there's always going to be outlier lineups every single week when you look at which – If you're going to run, let's say, I think the Millionaire Maker has like 170,000 entries in it. Yes, the top lineup is probably going to be something that's a weird outlier. But sustainability week after week after week, trying to correlate your points together is a more optimal strategy than just randomly picking guys.
3: No, hundred percent, hundred percent. I'm just ringing that 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 happened one out of sixteen weeks, where it's just so stupid like that that. It I, I, I I
2: actually but, think it's probably happened more than once out of the sixteen weeks really? a lineup like that has won the millionaire maker. Yeah, there's been a couple like double tight end lineups that have done it. Uh, guys going against their defense. I mean, that's a few not times. terrible. No, it's it's not. But at the same time, like if you the whole point of trying to play one of these giant contests is to maximize the efficiency of your lineup so that if it does hit you're definitely going to score more points than everyone else and what's the best path to that and doing a thing like a triple stack with a bring back and you know not playing a non-pass catching running back with a quarterback and that could definitely pay off you could, there are points this year you could have played both Tannehill and derrick henry despite the fact that all if one of them scores that means the other one does not get fantasy points but sometimes they score enough points and in a certain week where Tennessee. Scores scores more than everyone else that it's just worth it
3: yeah and I could definitely the one good thing about that actually that specific scenario is Ryan Tannehill In every game that Derrick Henry had 14 or more points he had 17 plus 17 plus and all of them except for one and then that one he threw for 300 yards they just kicked a billion field goals in that game so uh, there's a lot in this actually even in the sub 5,000 range where I think you can now I'm not going to try and double down and pay down twice for these guys, but you know Zach Pascal. I know there's another one that just hit that people might not. Oh, he's not going to hit again. But if there's no Michael Pittman, and it's the Jaguars and the Colts have something to play for. They're trying to get into the playoffs. Pascal's in play. I think if Boyd is back, the Ravens to go back to what we talked about at the top of the show. Slot wide receivers against the Ravens. If Tyler Boyd is back, if he's not, Alex Erickson six of six last week for eighty something yards playing out of the slot at thirty three hundred dollars. And then, you know, I like Rashard Higgins. He's at 45. I think there's a lot of in play. What was there? There was one more. Oh, everybody's for the situation with the Chargers. Everybody's like, Keenan Allen looks like he's not playing. And Mike Williams looks like he's going to play and be the number one again, but he could leave early. And everybody always gravitates to Johnson because he had the big play for the touchdown. It continues to be Guyton is on the field more, running more routes and seeing more slot work. I'm going Guyton. I don't know about you.
2: I went Guyton, Parham, and Herbert last week. That was uh, one of my, it was a cheaper stack is both, the, I think Guyton was like <laughs> 33 and Parham was 2,500. Did not hit, but they were both on the field a ton. I think that Justin Herbert needs like 335 passing yards to break the all-time rookie record in a game where, like, Kansas City's not going to be trying. They'll be trying. The guys that they put on the field will be trying, but (laughs) it seems like there's incentive to go to the passing game more. I mean, it makes Anthony Lynn feel really good amongst his players that he's out there trying to get them records and everything like that. that They're going to give them an opportunity to do that. That's actually a stack. Is Hunter Henry playing?
3: Uh, Still up in the air.
2: So if, yeah, Allen doesn't go and Hunter Henry doesn't go, I'll probably run that stack back again.
3: Uh, I'll give you one to pivot off of that stack, though. Why do I need to pivot it's off not, of that stack? I like that stack. No, no, no. <laughs> not the a per, uh, person in there. Not Parham. Steven Anderson. Steven Anderson was but doing more.
2: Was Steven Anderson did more. Parham played more.
3: Right, but Parham's being asked to block more because Which Steven makes no Anderson sense.
2: can't block. And well, because
3: Steven Anderson, well, no, because Steven Anderson can't block. That's why the Texans, he's kind of a Jordan Reed-ish receiving type tight end, but similar to like Evan Ingram and guys like him, can't block. That's why the Texans were just like, screw it, we've got 18 options just like you. And some of them can actually block. See you later. So that's what I'm just saying. If you he's min price, if you're gonna go down that far, I'd rather go for the guy that I know is gonna be running routes every single time he's out there.
2: So if we talk, uh, is there I, I, the only one I like, here's the thing. I don't think that you need to pay down at receiver this week. That's one of the reasons I like the double pay down option at running back. Higgins is really the only one I like in that $4,000 area. Like you can give me Erickson. You can give me Guyton. You can give me, who was the other one you said? Totally forget. Zach, Zach Pascal, Tyler Boyd, and these type of guys. I would rather play with elite, mid to elite receivers this week, And play with shittier running backs, but that get volume versus the opposite in week 17.
3: And I'm with you. I'm just throwing out options in case people are going the other direction. Um, because you mentioned it already, too. And you can do both, honestly. At 5,100, you keep. You said Marvin Jones. If you don't play Marvin Jones, I mean, you don't have to do ni- you know, 90% of your alliance with Marvin Jones. But at 5,100, he's just such a smash spot there. I and mean, even if you wanted to say, well, at 5,100, Russell Gage is there. And I know I would still go Marvin Jones every single time. But Russell Gage, one thing about Tampa Bay is they've been very weak against the pass in the second half of the season. And a lot of the receivers doing work against them have been doing it in the slot, too. Touch, a lot of touchdowns coming from the slot wide receiver. So there, he, there's in play there. If no Robbie Anderson, Curtis Samuel's still only 5,300. You, you can hit on two here and even double down and play as a receiver in your flex on DraftKings, which usually pays off better than a running back, depending on the situation.
2: And you could go to DJ Chark at 4,900 bucks if you really wanted to.
3: Mm, DJ, oh, he see, he's still 4,900 bucks. He finally just had a good game, too, and it wasn't even that great of a pass.
2: It, the, the catch he made catch. was amazing.
3: Yes, it was. It was a terrific catch. So, yeah, DJ, there's a lot in play, but I think as like, we're do, talking it like, through, do, 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 you, some,
2: do you want to use any of the Chiefs receivers? Because, like, Miko Hardman is you know, a really nice price. I don't want to use him, though.
3: No, because he might. He might not play the full game because they might say, why risk him? And you're, they're also playing with Chad Henney. Hey, what if it's Byron Pringle game? Oh. I mean, honestly.
2: heir to the chip pop, fortune. Can't
3: stop? Yeah. <laughs> so I will say there's there's two other guys in the 5,000 range that I do like. Um, because this is, a, I know you weren't asking about them, but a similar situation. I, so to answer your question. No. Not Gallup, but he's in play, too. I wasn't even thinking of Gallup. Gallup's another good one, especially. The one concern I do have with that is where does Bradbury go? Because if Bradbury just plays outside, Gallup plays outside all the time, at least Cooper goes to the slot some, and Bradbury's not going there. So if Bradbury just says, we'll take away Gallup and try to do things and double cover Cooper, I don't know which way the Giants are going to go, and it might not even matter with how their defense. Their team's just falling apart day by day. Uh, No, so a similar situation to the Chiefs where I'm staying away from the Chiefs, but I'm not staying away from the two backup wide receivers for the Steelers. I think when you're starting Mason Rudolph, that means Deontay Johnson and Juju Smith-Schuster probably don't play much. James Washington and Chase Claypool come into play for me, and I think Claypool's an interesting play at 5,700 because so many people are going to be worried that Mason Rudolph's at quarterback and not know what to expect. That I think Claypool, because he's such a boomer bust play, is an interesting piece right here. So I think that Claypool would be in play for me. And then to go back to it, Cooper at 5,900 is still... I hate Mari Cooper. You know that. But Cooper at 5,900 is in play, or 5,800 is in play for me.
2: Think for me in this circumstance, like Hollywood Brown at 5,900, if you're just taking a long shot, I don't love...
3: Everybody's going to be on him, though.
2: Yeah, that's fair. I I, I rarely use him anyway, so I probably just pass on him. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders is one in that range. Just once again, he he continues to see such a high percentage of the target here although they don't pass as much at this point but i i want to switch to quarterback um and stacks with these guys because just looking at the two game totals uh, i mentioned the herbert one if like you really wanted to skimp out and go cheap but if you really look at it the best games to stack here i think are houston tennessee and detroit and minnesota Like, you could do the Cousins-Jefferson-Thielen stack, bring it back with Swift or Marvin Jones, or just go the other side. Use Hawkinson, use Marvin Jones, use Matt Stafford, who's playing, and he's going to be healthy, and bring it back with Madison or Thielen or Jefferson or two of the receivers if you want, and just put all your eggs (laughs) into that game basket because that game is going to have so much scoring.
3: Are you doing that no matter not Stafford's playing?
2: I think Bevel said today Stafford is most definitely playing.
3: Uh, No, they said today he missed practice again. He's leading up to the same situation as last week.
2: I thought Bevel said that there's no chance that he's going to miss.
3: No, I I think there was uh, no. So it is sideline for Thursday practice. That's this from Chris Burke or Chris Burke of the athletic still no Stafford Galladay or Collins or Dahl. Not that we care about that. Same thing as we saw for last week with Stafford, no plan practice. See how he feels tomorrow and Saturday. And then follow up from that is it could be this. So this is where I'm getting to is if it's the same as last week, he starts the game, but doesn't even make it through the first quarter.
2: Okay. So the, in that scenario, play the Minnesota side, bring it back with Marvin Jones.
3: Yes. And I'm with you on that. I will say if you do that, I've already built a lineup like that. The Minnesota side cost a little bit more than I expected. That's um, okay. Cause the, yeah, I mean, we're, not us- we're not no, using
2: no. running backs from this game. We can find the savings there.
3: There you go. No, that's what I was going to say is it not that like it shouldn't be at this point because Jefferson and and Thielen deserve it and Kirk Cousins has been playing good. But if you do that route, I have a Kirk Cousins with this game stack. So maybe you want to avoid it, but I do have a Kirk Cousins, both wide receivers, Irv Smith as of right now, just to throw it, just to go all in with the Vikings and then Marvin Jones. So I have five people in this game. Um, you can do what we were talking about though earlier. You can do the Ty Johnson and even Jeff Wilson and my lot, You're still not hampered from having another 5,000 player in your lineup.
2: All right. Let's look at just standalone quarterbacks for the week. Like why is Stitham coming up? I'm on the wrong page here. You can get <laughs> tricky and use Chad Henney or Mason Rudolph. If you really want to do Mason Rudolph's 4,300 bucks.
3: Hey, But, hey, it's the uh, helmet revenge game. That's true. How's Garrett smacking him in the head? (laughs) We're going to play a narrative there. Here's the issue with it. The flip side. Baker Mayfield has everybody back at 5,500. And the Steelers are already resting offensive players, which would point to not playing everybody on defense. And you have brought this up a ton. I've mentioned this a ton in articles they get beat by big plays at the wide receiver. They're very good against wide receivers, but they give up. It's it's funny how they do it. They're really good at stopping wide receivers, but when they do give up plays, they're usually 20-plus yards downfield. So I think the Baker-Landry-Higgins play is very appealing, especially because it doesn't cost a lot
0: at all.
2: All right. Just we keep rolling. We didn't like we didn't mention Kelvin Ridley at wide receiver. He, like he's very expensive, and I would just prefer to find the money to get up to Adams. But I do really like Ridley a lot too.
3: Yeah, if you can get Ridley in there, I mean honestly, you save seven hundred, and you might not be able to get up there depending on how you built the rest of your roster. Usually, there's ways to get around it, but I think that's in play. Are you, so you, the one that's obvious to save even more, you're saving eleven hundred from Adams. Is Stefan Diggs, no. but do you have the concern that I have that the Bills might pull everybody at halftime?
2: Yeah, I, I'm not using any Bills this week.
3: Yeah, because you already lost Cole Beasley. I just don't, I don't know how they play. Like, I know Bruce Arians already said the same thing for Tampa Bay, that they're playing their starters. Yeah, but they, but they need to win, though. For what?
2: If they lose and the Rams win, they get bumped from the 5 to the 6, and then all of a sudden they're not playing the winner of the NFC East. They're playing, like, Green Bay, potentially.
3: No, but they have to – so, yeah, they have to – they have to win. Do you think They're going to play all those. To their... your mind, yeah, I know. I, 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 eat,
2: eat. I, yes, the fact that you could go on the road and be like a seven-point favorite versus going on the road and being a I guess five-point underdog. Like it's, it's worth playing for.
3: It is. I just I don't know. It's because it's not just do they pull them for health reasons. Is like look at last week. You know, they're up. And I know I make this argument all the time. Well, if you're already up and getting yanked in the yeah, third quarter, you yeah, already it, did what you if, need to if Brady,
2: do. If Brady doesn't come out for half in this game, it's because he's thrown five touchdowns.
3: <laughs> it, well, I was going to say, is it this time if Ronald Jones is back? What if he's only thrown two and Ronald Jones somehow stole two like LeGarrette Blunt used okay,
2: to? Okay, sure, yeah, if that's circumstance. But you're playing, again, if you're playing these guys, you're hoping everything breaks Absolutely, how you need it to break, and then I think that he. No, no, so okay, but like I think you could go Brady, Evans, Gronk, Ridley, if you wanted to. That's
3: where I was going. No, no, that's I'm glad that. Thank you. That's I was my next question when you jumped in was going to be if you do go the Brady route. Do you go only one wide receiver and keep it a limited stack?
2: Yeah, I think you could do a skinny one with I think Evans is the way that you want to go this week. They're trying to get him to the it seems like Arians is really dead set on the threshold of getting Evans to become the first receiver in history to have seven consecutive seasons of a thousand yards to open his career. Uh, And even just based on last week, I think he's going to be one of those guys that people don't go back to because he had such a big week last week. Like, How could he ever do it again? However, Gronk is cheap <laughs> enough, and he just gets touchdowns every week now.
3: Yeah, I, that's all he does at this point. This is what we wanted at the beginning of the year. It just took a couple of weeks for him to get back into the NFL shape. So you know, this is what. Kind of, who said that to me? Oh, Brian McFadden was the one that brought that up, um, had him on the podcast, and he said this was the concern with Gronk and what he was talking about and something for former players is that with no preseason, And something to expect of like why he pulled it into rookies and something we could think about if the no preseason happens again next year. And this is what he's getting to. So just I know we're talking DFS, but just put this in the back of your mind for next year. If we go to this no preseason or only one preseason game, veterans coming back from injuries and rookies are going to take an extra two or three weeks longer than they normally would have because they're getting one into game shape and getting into the flow of an offense. So just tuck that away. Uh, Gronk is a perfect example of that. I want to go back to one I brought up and see if you're in on Alan Robinson. I have been getting so much like you're insane. It's Jerry Alexander, who I have mentioned this entire year as somebody I avoid. It was why I sat Marvin Jones in a lot of leagues seasonal when he faced him that one game. And Marvin Jones did nothing. But what did Allen Robinson do last time? He didn't get shadowed by Alexander. He did face him in that game, but he also got 13 targets and two touchdowns. It's Allen Robinson.
2: And a lot of it has to do, too, is how do you think this game is going to go? I'm worried because I've taken uh, Packers minus five against the Bears, and it seems like the entire world is taking... Green Bay minus five against the Bears. That you played the circumstance out that he is the perfect bringback in that game. You either play Montgomery or Robinson coming back because you expect the Packers to score a bunch of points. Therefore, it right. vaults Allen Robinson into 15 targets in this game. And I don't care who's covering you. You get 15 targets, you're going to put up a bunch of fantasy points, especially when you're Allen Robinson. <laughs> you're really good. Now, if it was me getting 15 targets, I would catch zero of them. Uh, Allen Robinson's yeah. not me. He's like a top 10 receiver in the league. So he's going to be fine. And like you said, he's not going to be shadowed every every single play i actually think where the world is on the packers in this game that potentially taking the other side and going with trubisky and robinson and then just like either aaron jones or Devontae adams on the other side is a really unique way to get exposure to this game
3: i think so as well but yeah that's i'm with you and taking the packers and i think that's the problem is it just feels so much like this can't go wrong but again look what was what was the game last week was it the Saints game or Chiefs game? What was the big game last week that was just such... It was, I mean, it was so wildly under the under last week. It was one of the games last week.
2: I don't remember.
3: I'm going to have to go... And this is gonna aggravate me now that yeah, it was Chiefs, it was Chiefs Falcons. Oh, that's correct. 31 yeah. total. Yeah, that, that was such a fantasy disappointment in any stretch of the imagination, yeah, except for Calvin Ridley. So even Travis Kelsey doing Travis Kelsey things wasn't the Travis Kelsey DFS week, neither was Tyreek Hill. So, you know, there's always that scenario. It's like, you know, what if Green Bay does win 17 to 13 and it's a letdown across the board? So if you just stay away from this game altogether.
2: Yeah, I could see that. Let's move to tight end. I think that you're probably best off trying to find a cheap option to throw into one of your stacks. At the the same time, uh, if Evan Ingram can go and it looks like he'll eventually get back on, I think he's the best, like, points per dollar guy on the board. He's 3,700 bucks. He gets the Bronco. He gets the uh, Cowboys uh 10 targets last week he's becoming just a bigger part of this offense regardless of who's playing quarterback and it's going to be daniel jones in a limited capacity staying in the pocket he's not going to be quite as mobile which probably means more targets for evan ingram here i think if you're just looking for safe that's the way that you go if you're looking for savings that's the way you want to go um if it's just going to be like a one-off tight end
3: yeah there's it's it's interesting that the three the 2500 to 3000 doesn't offer a lot in playability in my opinion i think or, or Steven Anderson, but yeah, Parham could be in play. What you're not on Kaiser Sose? No, I did one for you. No, you know what? No, no Nick Kaiser Sose over no. there. Uh, so I think that you know, on the other side of that, Dalton Schultz is always in- interesting for me. Uh, just because of that. Yeah, I mean, he, what is it? One, two, three, double digit, four, four double digit games. He needs a touchdown. But if he gets a touchdown, he hits double digits, and at 3000 you're that's four times value right there. So if you want to, but what's the difference in price? What was Evan Ingram's price? I didn't even see him. 30, 37 So, 30, yeah, if you need 30,
2: the $700, $700. Yeah. I don't think that you'll need the $700 this week, though. I'd Again, I'd rather just pay down a running back.
3: Well, let's go back to the earlier one. If you're trying to get from Ridley to Adams, $700, I'd rather drop from Ingram to schultz than to not get adams
2: yes i would agree with you but i think the way that i would have constructed my lineup is i would get those savings at running back or defense
3: sure I'm just giving some people options out there you're irv smith no kyle rudolph he's still, yeah, still listen, out. Are listen, you,
2: I, get, I i could get behind irv smith but i'd prefer like if i'm doing minnesota uh i'm doing it full stop like he'd be my fifth favorite option on that team
3: mostly because tyler conklin keeps getting involved
2: Hey, I played, I played Conklin, uh, the decision to play Ty Conklin over Irv Smith on that showdown slate last week against the Saints cost me
3: $20,000. Really? Yeah.
2: <laughs> I would have been in the split for first if I had it. That was the only difference between my lineup and the winning lineup. Sucked.
3: That sucked. I, I thought was I was getting
2: tricky that. playing Ty Conklin. I wasn't. That, Stupid.
3: That, that, why? That, that makes me feel bad. And, like, I feel bad for you. Oh, like, don't worry about just... me. I, I'm fine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Put it this way. Let's see. Uh, Hunt... I, I, this, that is the route that I decided to play. I didn't play the winning lineup. I played a losing lineup, so I got stuck losing. That, well, I still won money, but I didn't win all of the monies.
3: <laughs> you know not win all the monies? Uh, yeah, Hunter Henry, by the way, is officially, he's COVID hit this week. So COVID. officially out.
2: All right. I like Param better. So... I just think he has higher upside in this matchup, but I, you're right with Steven Anderson. You can play either one of them. Like that, you, could, I, you yeah, know what? If it was the, if it was the difference far. between Evan Ingram and those guys in the two thousand dollar range, I think that's a bit of a different story. Because I mean, I guess Parham and Schulte are a bit different, but what's Anderson? Anderson's like twenty five hundred bucks, isn't he?
3: he has got to be. He's got to be Ben Price.
2: Let's see, Anderson. Let's... Uh, yeah, he's twenty six hundred. So yeah, oh, they gave him
3: an extra hundred dollars.
2: Yeah, so I think that is a noticeable gap, like that extra four hundred bucks off Schultz. Like I, I'm not really digging Schultz here. I think he's fine, but I think that he's just as risky as these other guys.
3: Sure, and that's the thing: six targets, four catches, forty-eight yards, eight point eight DraftKings points, which eight point eight is kind of what Schultz averages. If that, if you averages that, so yeah, you're, you're praying so, for a, you're, him to play.
2: You're praying for a, uh, a touchdown when you're down here. If you get a touchdown, you're good. If you don't, you're probably not going to get there.
3: I want to go back to something at the beginning of the show. Are yeah. you completely off kittle?
2: Yeah. I think he's too. I think just he's for just
3: six, for 6 for 6,000 it's like this is the this is the, it's only the second time you ever get kittle for this quote unquote cheap and it's just it feels. Listen,
2: <laughs> I, I I listen. If I was doing again, if I was doing rankings this week, he would be my number one tight end. So yeah, if you can get to him, absolutely. But again, tight ends usually a position where you can pay down, and if you want to put blind faith into Stafford is playing and that he's okay, Hawkinson at forty six hundred is a great spot.
3: That is. That's yeah. If you want Stafford to make it through, the, if you knew, if we knew heading into Sunday and said, hey, Stafford's making it through the entire game, thirty plus attempts. Hawkinson would be a smash at forty six hundred. Like I wouldn't even screw around with Evan Ingram if I could nail that.
2: Defenses. Before we get out of here, looking at the cheap end.
3: Oh, there's one that I'm going right back to that I had last week. Jets. Oh, wait. wait. What's what's cheap end? I'm I'm thinking sub three thousand.
2: Oh, I was looking like two thousand to twenty four hundred. Oh, okay. I think you, they, can use, I, get I, to... I, you can use Broncos at twenty four hundred bucks. I think that's fine at home against the Raiders. Come on.
1: Or even just using Mm,
2: the Raiders at twenty five hundred bucks against the Broncos. But I think both those options. Panthers.
3: I was gonna say no the Browns at twenty five hundred.
2: Oh, I didn't even see they were twenty five hundred. Yeah, that that is a fantastic spot. Yes. If I was paying up, I I would say that I I would say say that. the Cowboys in. I would the Cowboys the Cowboys and Panthers have been such I, I and I played the Panthers, but I think that they're such a luck to be they've been such a luck based defense recently.
3: No, the, the Cowboys the past three weeks have hit double digits and has sacks, two-plus sacks in all three of their games, and now they're getting the Giants' offensive line and Daniel Jones, who can't run anymore.
2: Yeah, I don't hate it. I love the Cowboys. Bills, I love the Cowboys defense. If the Bills can jump out to a lead, Bills against Tua at 32, I don't mind.
3: No, I mean, why but not I really do... like the Browns at 2,500.
2: Yeah, the Browns at 2,500. I just did the
3: Seinfeld thing, everybody. I was scratching my nose not picking. Uh. <laughs>
2: um what else do we have here jets against new england just new england runs too much that you're just not going to get a bunch of points that way
3: the 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 patriots have also only given up three double digit defense scores to them because they run so much
2: yeah i mean ravens against cincinnati it's expensive so i'm not going to get there but i i don't mind it whatsoever
3: (laughs) i I think a lot of people are going to be on arizona at 2800
2: but that could be another like that again that's such a low point total game that i don't know how much those teams take to the air
3: i'm with you i'm just that's why i'm saying i think a lot of people are gonna be on them and probably a while i would be off of them
2: yeah browns probably the best and i'd probably go to the broncos just because they're a better attacking defense than the raiders are I, i'm gonna pay so down. you're
3: you're in the same boat as i am is not paying up basically yes the only one I even am intrigued in, honestly, like Raven's so damn expensive. The Colts defense hasn't been good in the second half of the season. The Rams you know, defense Pittsburgh. at
2: 33 could actually be a play because Kyler takes a bunch of sacks.
3: I was going to go one more. I was going to say the Saints at 34 would be the only one I'd be intrigued in. Teddy has been giving up a ton of sacks the past couple of weeks. I don't know what's in his head, but he's he's staying in the pocket and staying in there. Unless he's running. Which that's the thing is he's not all of a sudden like he's just standing there. He's turned into Daniel Jones.
2: Well, that's not good. Does that mean he's going to fumble every second snap?
3: (laughs) And see, that's even the good part about facing the Giants is if something happens to Daniel Jones, it's worse. You get get Colt McCoy, and it's like good, even better. No,
2: see, you want Daniel Jones. Colt McCoy doesn't take enough risk. I like Daniel Jones playing against, but he takes enough hits. Yeah, he does. Okay, fair enough. All right, man. Um, when are you gonna When are you gonna have your final update for your rankings? Like day of Sunday, like inactives.
3: Yeah. It's inactives. It's usually that's around twelve thirty.
2: Fun times.
3: We still have to do a show this week too.
2: Oh boy, that's the one nice thing about being my own boss. I can I can pull shoot on that one.
3: <laughs> you just sit back here like week seventeen.
2: Hey, I'm preparing for golf <laughs> starts next week. I got some pre production to do.
3: That's all. I didn't know golf started next week already.
2: Oh, yeah, always first week of January. Tournament of Champions, Hawaii.
3: I think that's the biggest thing is it just doesn't feel like next week is the first week of January.
2: That's true. When people ask me what I did for my 2020 New Year's Eve, I'll always remember laundry.
3: <laughs> is that what you're doing tonight? Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't. Me, they're I, like, I can't what? go
2: anywhere anyway because my wife and I gotta watch the kids, uh, and you, know, you, you can't Fair go enough. anywhere. So laundry it is.
3: No, the lady I get my haircut with, I, I was over her place because she does it from home safety for everybody out there worried about it. But she was like, so what are you doing tonight? I was like, that's a weird question.
1: <laughs> She's <was laughs> like,
3: you're not doing anything? I was like, no, I don't really. She's like, well, you're not going to try and watch the ball drop or whatever. I was like, oh, I forgot it's New Year's. Which, by the way, is, is anybody even allowed in New York? Are they doing anything? I
2: could not tell you. I have no idea.
3: Did you were you ever a New Year's guy? I've never been really a, a big New Year's guy. Oh,
2: I used to go hard on New Year's. It's just uh, I'm not really. I'm not young anymore.
3: No, but I just I don't know because you're 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 not the biggest socialite in the world, so I wasn't sure if that was your thing.
2: Uh, I enjoy a nice party. We, the, I mean, think the my fourth, third year of college at our place, we had like a 200 person party. We still we left the hall really? where our friend fell down the stairs. It was great. It was a fun party. He was okay.
3: That sounds like good times. His head
2: went through the, the through the drywall. And he just popped up and was like, "Ah!" He was out of control. Put it that way.
3: That's amazing. Anyway, good story.
2: Pat Mayo experience. Subscribe, Happy- rate, and review. Subscribe to Mayo Media Network. Follow Jake on Twitter at All and Kid and play in the One and Done Golf Tournament Fantasy Golf $100 to play for the entire year. It's like $3.50 a week. You can find the link in the description, too, if you're looking for it. Uh, thank you, everyone. The cheat sheet will be out on DraftKings Playbook on Saturday. Uh, use ftndaily.com to use the optimizer ownership projections. Code Mayo gets you a discount, and it's already heavily discounted. If you want to play Week 17 and all of the playoff slates and the showdown slates, I highly recommend you go do it. I mean, I'd say there's no better time to do it. Week 1 was probably the best time to do it, but hey, if you're out of your fantasy league, you want to get in on something, it's super cheap to get right now, and it will really help in circumstances like this. i Thank you all for watching. I'll see you next time.